This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. I'm going to talk about this particular aspect of Luca's game that just might not be sustainable. But before we get to that, let's go ahead and fire off cut number four to talk about that Mavs Jazz game. Dallas up four, three minutes left in the game. Luka. Now, that was a big deal right there because it got Luka to 30-plus points yet again. He is the first NBA player to score 30 or more points in the first seven games of the season since Wilt Chamberlain did it in 1961-62. That was one of two times that Chamberlain did it. The only other person to do it, as I'm sure you remember. Something night, was it? Jack Twyman. Twyman. I was thinking Twilight, Twyman, Knight. Oh, okay. They showed it last night on the game. And I was like, I don't, because my son asked me about him. I'm like, uh, he was playing, obviously, that year, 17 years before I was born. He is not in the NBA Hall of Fame. He is a six-time NBA All-Star and oh. two-time NBA All-Second Team. But when you're on the same list as somebody like Wilt Chamberlain, that's pretty damned impressive. It is. Now, he has a long way to go. As they showed last night, the the all-time record is Wilt Chamberlain, who did it 23 straight games to start a season. So oh, we're still is, a ways off yeah. from matching that, which, honestly, when we get into this segment, I don't know if I want him to get to that streak. All right. Now, the Mavericks win, but you had brought this up to me the other day. Yeah. And so I wanted you to do a little bit of research to check it out. Is Luca last night, he took 20 shots. I like that number. He was 12 of 20, and I like that number. I think that's exactly where you want him to be. And I'm telling you, if his three-point shot gets going like it has in the past, a little bit later into the season, holy crap! I think that he is going to be an unstoppable offensive machine. He's great offensively right now, no doubt. It's just I feel like the poor selection on three-pointers is holding him down from being an unstoppable juggernaut. But you brought up, before this game, he was taking 25 and a half shots per game, which is a lot, a lot, a lot. And it's still at 24.7. I look throughout his career. Is a lot. Yes, that is a lot. <laughs> I look throughout his career, and if you want to kind of discount the rookie year, he's fighting his way. He took 16 and a half shots per game. The three years after that. So the three years when he's developed into like. First team all NBA. Exactly is he's taken 20.6 shots a game, 20.5 shots a game, and 21.6 shots per game. So pretty consistent. Here's where he sits in the NBA in that run. Three years ago, fifth most shots per game. The leader had 23. Two years ago, 
fifth most shots per game. Leader had 23. Last year, second most shots per game. The leader has 22. Do so you my- have the names of the people who led the league in shots per game? I would have to go double check on those because my research was more about okay. getting to another level. Okay. But so, but I, I can go. I can go double All check right, sorry. on that. I don't did want you, to take us. Did off. you know in the last twenty years, Monte Ellis led the league in most shots taken twice? So there's your fun fact. All right, but over the last that didn't lead to a championship. It did not. It did not. The last twenty years, how many times do you think a player has taken more than twenty five shots per game? In the last twenty years. In the last twenty years. Russell Westbrook comes to mind, but okay. I don't know if he did or not. I'll say 25 or more. You know what? I'm going to go with one. Okay. Who would be your guest? Russell Westbrook. Okay. And if I told you Russell Westbrook never hit that threshold, him and James James Harden, I think, got to like 24 and changed, but they never hit that threshold. Then I'm going to go with zero. Zero. Okay. The correct answer is two. Now, can I try to guess those two? Yes. Yes, you can. Kobe? Kobe is one of them. Who's the other one? They're two different people. So Kobe didn't do it twice. Right. In the last 20 years. Last that, 20 that brings years. in a lot of people. Um, Shaq? Allen Iverson. Ah, that makes sense. So I decided to go back and look, and this is why it's unsustainable. And don't get me wrong. This is not a knock against Luka. He shoots the ball too much just because of him. It's also a knock against the rest of the team and the setup of this organization and this roster about why he has to shoot the ball too much. Now, because real quick, he is shooting it 25 times at over 50%. So his percentage is great on his 25 shots. Absolutely. And the the Iverson season was the 01-02 season. He shot more than 25 times in a game. Guess what happened to that team? That was not the NBA Finals team. They lost in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. 05, 06, Kobe Bryant. I believe that year he shot 28 shots a game. 27 or 28. Guess what happened with that team? I want to say that year they were the eighth seed that lost to Phoenix? They lost in the first round of the playoffs. So... I know your concern is, because yeah. we've talked in the past about usage rate, which usage rate more complex in terms of not just shooting the ball, but your usage of which, how much time you have the ball, distribute the ball, etc. Is It's only happened twice in the, la- in, in the turn of the century. It's only happened twice. Both of those teams were led by star players, because I think we'd all agree, right. Allen Iverson and Kobe, they were great. That was at somewhat of their peak. Yes, absolutely. They were great. What happened? They shot the ball a lot, and their teams lost in the first round of the playoffs. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think your concern going into this, and why I wanted to do the research on this, is your concern is Luka is great, and he shoots the ball a lot, but that does not lead to team success. Yes. Is that... He's doing it based off of he has to do it. Last night when they got down 64 to 49, Lucas started taking over the game and he was like, I'm going to go to the basket. I'm going to get some easy buckets here, yep. at least for him. And so he didn't really look to his teammates because there were a couple times where guys were open. He's like, screw you guys. You haven't hit your shots tonight again. And so I got to take things over somewhat and I got to get to the basket. I either got to draw fouls or I got to make these baskets. And he did, and he got the team back into the game, and other guys did too. I, I gave credit to, to Dwight Powell earlier in the show. I gave credit to Christian Wood earlier in the show. There were guys that ended up stepping up too in certain situations. But 
I think Luca right now shooting it 25 times is this is the only way we can win right now. And I'm hoping that changes as the season goes. I just don't know if it is. I don't know what guy can step up and get you the 15 shots per game and be a consistent shot maker. And I don't think you're going to like this either because the last four people to lead the league in shots, LeBron, they didn't make the playoffs last year. The two years before that, Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal. Obviously, you're not looking at Washington for any great shakes. And then the year before that, James Harden. They got bounced in the second round of the playoffs. And, and that was so, when he was with Houston, and then he quit the team? Yes. <laughs> I mean, he did, right? After that year, didn't he go, then I quit? Yes. And so that part is concerning is not only if you reach 25, it's only happened twice, and you lose in the first round of the playoffs. But the other concerning thing is if you look at the last several seasons, whoever leads the league in shots – their team does not have a great deal of success. Even the year before that, take this for what you will. Russell Westbrook led. Guess what happened to that Oklahoma City team? They lost in the first round of the playoffs. So you look at it. You have teams that don't make the playoffs and no team in the last five years that has had the leading shooter in terms of most attempts has made it past the second round of the playoffs. I was at a middle school football game yesterday and Luca's name got brought up. And one of the moms who's a big basketball fan said, Luke is a ball hog. I think 33% of our audience right now also are with her that Luke is a ball hog. I think Luke is a willing passer and wants to be a passer. He does over dribble at times. And that's also part of the game today that I don't appreciate or like. I don't like how much the ball dominant player sees how much much air is in the basketball and Luca does fall into that category and we talked after what was the first three games how and at the end of the game he'll play some hero ball on you yes we're not thrilled about that right we're not thrilled about his bad shots and it seems like he also has been told or realizes those were kind of bad shots let me try a let me try to get a better look and it didn't work out Reggie Bullock missed his three he missed uh I don't know an 18 to 20 foot jumper uh, the other night uh, when they against uh, Oklahoma City when they lost a 16-point lead, the ball didn't go in and they had a bad overtime. But my thing about Luka is I don't believe he's a ball hog in his head. Like, that's not what he wants to be. Right. Russell Westbrook wants to be a ball hog. He doesn't want to pass the basketball. I think Luka does want to pass the basketball. If you go back to his upbringing when he was an MVP in the second best league in the world, he was a passer first, a scorer second. I think he wants to be more LeBron than Russell Westbrook. But this team, the Dallas Maverick team right now, especially is dictating he be more of a ball hog. I think he would love to pass the ball more. They just have to prove to him and do a better job of knocking down shots or be a better facilitator in general is that when you kick the ball to a guy in the corner that they can do more than just catch and shoot the ball because what happens when Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi Kleba don't get the cleanest look that they want? They don't shoot it. They can't do anything else with the basketball. Dorian Finney-Smith did have a really nice drive from the baseline last night, but pretty much they're like, I'm pretty much useless if I don't get this shot off. Right. I have to now give it back to Luca, who most likely is 40 feet away from the basket, and you have seven seconds to do something. Now, one of the things that came up is some people have a couple of questions. What happened to Bertans? And I don't know if we like dove far enough into this the other night. Jason Kidd was asked about Bertans and Nilakina, and he said, nothing like imminent 
on that. You know, and that could yeah. mean a week, that could mean three weeks, but it sounds like you're still you're still a minute away from seeing either one of those because Bertans is one of those guys that like I look, I'm not looking for him to defend to help me out, but <laughs> if you find him open, he can get on a heater for sure and tear it up. And he has a very quick release and he's not afraid to shoot the basketball. Same thing with Tim Hardaway Jr. was horrible last night, but that's what you have to do. He's Swaggy P. He's J.R. Smith. He he fits into the category of when he sees the ball. With my kid last night, I said, let's see what he does when he right. entered the game. He touched the ball five times, four times he shot it. There was one time in his first five times of touching the basketball that the ball didn't somewhat go up. It didn't have to immediately go up, but he touched it. He said, I have to shoot this basketball. The one time he didn't, he dribbled the ball up the court because they were, they denied Luca the ball and he dribbled it up. And he's like, okay, this time I will not immediately shoot it. That's who Tim Hardaway Jr. is. He's, you know, we call him in our house. He's a black hole. When you touch the basketball, he has a teammate of his in middle school, James, who's his teammate. And he's a black hole. As soon as he touches the ball, we know what's happening. The ball will be shot. And so, it's okay. That's who Tim Hardaway Jr. is. There's going to be games where Tim Hardaway Jr. goes 10 of 13 for 26 points in a game because that's just who he is. And then you're going to have to deal with these nights where he goes one of nine. He's not going to stop shooting. It's just that he's just not hot right now to start the year. Tomorrow night, Tim Hardaway Jr. might be the MVP of the game. It's just who you have to deal with we with Tim Hardaway about the, Jr. the overtime game. When he hit the first three-pointer, I was like, we're going to win for yeah. sure. Because when he gets in that mode, to your point, I, I always think yeah. we're going to win. And he's never going to turn down a shot, which that's just who he is. It's fine. That's the basketball player that you signed. And some people are asking about like how you move on from him. We've had this conversation a bunch off air. Is That's why, and it's no disrespect to Tim Hardaway, the human being, is didn't love the contract when it got signed and we, we warned we both we warned ahead of time if you go at the numbers that people are talking about you're going to regret that and i don't think there's any question that the mavericks sit here and they regret that yeah. deal yeah he was a according to all the analytics everybody who is writing articles tim hardaway jr is really a 12 to 13 million dollar player yes he had a little nice run against the clippers in the playoffs, but you're going to way overpay if you give yeah. him more than $12 million. And we were like, dude, what if you take that money and something else and you go get a Zach Levine? What if you do something with this money? As much as Tim Hardaway Jr. looks like an asset on this team, what if you do something different? And I don't want to make a Tim Hardaway Jr. shot segment here. It's He's on your team. You're going to have to deal with him. He's very tough to trade because of the contract you have. But in this 25 shots per game for Luka, I love that you did this research. This is going, if we keep this it up, leads to playoff you're, you're not going to make it in out of the first round. Yeah. If this is the if this is the strategy of the Mavs, Luke is a 25-shot guy a game because that's just the team we constructed. You're going to be out in the first round. And you mentioned it at the very beginning, and I, I think a lot of folks would feel more comfortable in the 20 to 21 area. Yes, and that's last year he shot 21.6, and you made it to the Western Conference Finals. fine with that. 20 or 21, I think you're clicking. Yes. And I'd, I'd love for him to be at... 21 shots and 51%. He's at 51.4%. So his shot selection, at times we can question his three-point shot selection. The dude is shooting 25 times a game at over 50%. That's pretty spectacular. Yeah, no, I agree with that. With the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, I'm really looking forward to this segment. Who's your favorite athlete you've ever gotten an autograph from, and how did you acquire that? Plus, we'll tell you some charity news, and Mike likes it. All of it is part of the Lunch Rush next right here on The Fan. 
KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan, trying to figure out what y'all really want. 877-881-1053. I brought this question up because the other day somebody texted us and they were like, hey, y'all, y'all don't really like talk collectibles as much, or you haven't been talking oh. collectibles as much. And they were asking about like value of Micah Parsons versus quarterbacks and everything like that. And and so I thought this could be a good spot, but with a broader question that also involves people who aren't like super into cards. Cause I know there's a lot of people listen to our show and they're super into cards and memorabilia and everything like that. And by the way, we're going to have an amazing amount of that stuff for peace of thon in a little bit less than three weeks, but I'll put a little bit of pressure on my former teammate, Michael young as our kids sometimes practice baseball together or it overlaps. I have a couple of Michael Young rookie cards that I've picked up recently. Okay. And I'm hoping that I can get him to sign, uh, hey, selfishly, one for me. And selfishly, (laughs) not selfishly, one for Peaceathon, where we could have, and people probably don't know this, his rookie card, he's a Toronto Blue Jay. Yeah. I did. Like a lot that. of people are probably like, what? Michael Young was a Toronto Blue Jay? Yes, that's it was a trade for Esteban Loiza that we got Michael Young, but I'd love for him to sign that card and then put it in the auction f- to raise money. And so I figured this was as a, as good of a time as any because people have also been asking us about Dallas Card Show and everything yeah. like that. And we're going to be out there. I, I know you're going to be out there. I'm going to be out there Friday this weekend. Friday and Saturday for me. Yeah, in Allen. And so I got to thinking about it because one of my favorite autographs I got is they frequently have Bob Lilly out there. Yeah. And he is going to be out there again this weekend is – What's your favorite athlete you've ever gotten an autograph from, and how did you... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Acquire it. And so, Bob Lilly is up on the list. I always talk about him, even though he quit playing before I was even born. Is I, like, just went back and learned so much stuff about him. And then, when I got a chance to talk to like Rocket Ishmael, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'll sign a thing for you guys and and everything like that, and he's going to be out at the show. I just think it's so cool when, like, even if it's in a spot where I know they charge for autographs and everything like that, is you get to go up and, like, actually meet somebody and actually talk to them or shake their hand or get a picture or whatever the case may be. 
it just feels so much cooler than if you just like, hey, I purchased this thing off eBay or, you know, whatever. So I'm with you because I have some great autographs that I've gotten that people yeah. have given me or that I have purchased off of eBay. But it do- it doesn't feel the same as getting that person when you hand that item to them for them to autograph it and it feels like a feels like a personal autograph to you when you get to meet the person and they autograph it for you. And these are the kind of stories that I freaking love. And so like somebody sent in I got an autograph baseball autograph by Ken Griffey Jr. and Senior on the same ball. What I would love to know is did you go procure those autographs and you're like, "Hey, I got your dad to sign this or hey, your son signed this." And like, did you do the same or did you buy it? Because look, I get it. Like, if you bought it, I can still see how you would love it. Yeah. But if you got it, I could see how there's no amount of money that would make you want to part with that thing. Yeah. Like, for example, from the 469, Kevin, my daughter and I got Tony Dorsett's autograph at a signing in Rowlett a few years ago. He let us come to the front of the line because we were the only ones wearing a pit jersey. And, like, those are the kind of things that I think are super cool. And then this is another one from the 828. I have a baseball signed by Hank Aaron. It was given to me by my cross-country coach when he retired. So, like, at least that has that sentimental right. feel. And I got a story for you. Tell be- me. I'm, be- this is story time because we're yes. on the radio. I don't believe you've ever heard this story. Right. I think you might think it's neat. All right. All right. When I was a kid, and if you've heard the show for any amount of time, my dad was not around. He was alive, but just actively chose not to be a part of our lives. And so I was in the big brother, big sister program. Eventually got paired up with a guy named Jesse, who's awesome. Still talk with him to this day. So I don't know exactly how it happened, but big brothers like reached out to us and said, Hey, would you like to go meet the Dallas Mavericks? Wow. And I was like, yes, this was the era of Dallas Mavericks basketball when they were really, really, really bad. 2016. It, I'm guessing it was. The, oh, in the in the, it 90s? Was in the 90s. Okay, 19 when Chris Gatling made the All Star team. It was probably around that era because it was right after mm. it was right after the 92 draft when we took Jim Jackson. Mm. And so I we got had to, like Donald Hodge and stuff on the team. Yes, Mike Isolino. I don't know if this clip exists out in the world, but I got to be on the like the news portion with Scott Murray. Okay, and he did an interview and everything. Radigan was his backup. Yeah, and I got to meet Jim Jackson when I was a kid, and he autographed something for him. me. And it's it's one of those things where I know monetarily, if you try to sell it on eBay. The value might not be there, but I would never want to sell that because it was a really cool moment in my life. Also, they had me shoot three-pointers, and I couldn't make them. But then when the video came out on the news and everything, they showed me shooting a three-pointer and then showed a ball going in the basket. And I was like, nope, that wasn't me. (laughs) Like, I was not the person who made that because the NBA three-pointer. But, like, for me, that's my favorite. And then for my son, it was several years back. You know, the fan would always run the Dirk charity game. Like yeah. we we were there doing the that. game yeah, in Frisco. Exactly. Yeah. And Corey and I were there when it used to be the Madonna game is my son got an autograph from Dirk on a baseball and he still has it to this day cuz Dirk signed it for yeah. him and he thinks that's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, my to your point, my son has an autographed Heroes hat as he got to be in the dugout yes. with me and Dak Prescott autographed it, Dirk Nowitzki autographed oh, it. I believe cool. Des Bryant autographed it. He 
this made me feel good. I said, don't have me autograph it. But he's like, Dad, I want you to autograph it, too. He's not going to sell it. I hear. No, I know. It's still it's it's on his mantle in his room. And sometimes he asked me a couple of the people and I'd have to like go back. There's a few other guys, but I just know that Dirk, Dak, Dez are three of the main people who autographed it to this day. Dez Bryant ruined my glove as there is multiple gloves in there. And he picked up. I didn't know he took mine, but he doesn't know how to wear a baseball glove. Okay, And he also um, has a bigger hand. Okay, Yeah. And so I still have that glove. It's a $300 glove. They're premium gloves. Rawlings, heart of the hide or pro preferred gloves. And he ruined the thumb because he didn't. He was trying to squeeze the glove so tight because he doesn't know how to use a baseball glove. He uses his hands to catch footballs. He doesn't know how to use a glove to catch a baseball. So every time I put on that glove and my thumb gets ruined by it, I'm like, Des Bryant ruined this glove. Okay. Which is kind of a good story. I know. That is that is a very actually cool story is I got an autograph from Colby Lewis in Seattle. I would always think it would be cool to get the autograph for your team, but not in your market. So, like, for example, the 817, I got an autograph from Luca. I saw him playing at Madison Square Garden and got down to the court before the game in the fall before COVID hit. And so I think that's super cool because, like, I'm sure for Luca, everybody's like, hey, Luca, hey, Luca. But if you're Colby Lewis and you're pit- you were pitching up in Seattle, like, how many people do you think legit had a Rangers jersey on? It's like, hey, Colby Lewis, like, probably not a whole lot. And from the 903, this does not surprise me whatsoever. Derek Holland gave me an autograph at a Mavs game, and then he also bought me a beer. By the way, wow. Derek Holland will be back on the show tomorrow. He said he had so much fun. He wants to come back tomorrow. Derek Holland, super charitable fella. If you want to go check out 60feet6.org, I am sure he would appreciate it. From the 469, Sean Lee signed my Sean Lee jersey at a restaurant I used to work in at Dallas. Man, in Dallas, if you were just wearing that jersey that day, how would you not? Like, just say, Hey, Sean Lee, I'm wearing your jersey. Will you wear it for me? And I think that is super cool. From the 214, we'll see if we can make that happen. If I got Mike's autograph, it yeah. would be my favorite. Oh, but wow. They, say, they said for now it's either Dak or... I'll Bob. autograph whatever. I'll be at the Dallas Card Show tomorrow and Saturday. And if you're going out there and you see me, please come up to me. I will sign that for you. And... I know we're running out a little bit of a time here. We have a lot of more, but... No commercials, baby. Let's no talk about work. it. Mine is at the Heroes game. I got Dirk Nowitzki to sign the 2011 Sports Illustrated where he's on it. Uh, and they're, you know, it's yeah. the Sports Illustrated where they win the championship. And he signed that for me. I still have that. and I'll never get rid of that. That's yeah. probably... For me, the most special autograph. The other one for me probably is after I gave up the home run to Barry Bonds. If you don't know this, I pitched in the major leagues. I'm the guy who gave up the home run to Barry Bonds when he broke Hank Aaron's record. And so as the game was still going on, I pitched five innings in the game. I believe after five innings or six innings, they took Barry Bonds out of the game. So I wanted to go congratulate Barry Bonds during the game before all the media uh, that was there. You know, I didn't want to go into the press conference and yeah. meet him or, and say, so I went in there. Hey, and Barry, thanks a lot. Yeah. At the time, Omar Vizquel and Dave Roberts were on the Giants, and they were both my teammates on the Cleveland Indians. And so when I went into the other team's clubhouse, shook his hand, thanked him, 
he gave me an auto, he autographed a baseball bat to me one of his game not yeah, that bat but from that game but yeah so he had that bat a game used bat and autographed that bat to me and so I still have it I've been offered money for that yeah, bat I imagine and I'm not saying I would never sell that because my kids are going one is about to go to college the others I hope to go to college someday. So if that helps pay for a right. semester of college, right. I'm not opposed to possibly selling that bat cuz it's kind of one of those things where look, the memory of getting that autograph is a little bit different yeah. just because I was a part of that. It's very cool and I'm, yeah. you know, but if somebody's like, "Yeah, here's $25,000 and I can pay for a semester of school for my kids in college." Totally get I might that. consider selling that. And by the way, the person with the Ken Griffey Jr. and Senior ball followed up. And this is a really cool story. We're asking folks, "Who's your favorite athlete you ever gotten an autograph from and then how did you acquire it?" He said or she said, "Excuse me. My grandfather got it." He was raised about 30 minutes outside of Seattle, and he gave it to me about two years ago, right before he died. And he's had it for a really long time. Like, that's the kind of, like, personal connection is your grandfather loved baseball. He got it and passed it on to you. That is, I think that is super cool. From the 817, I got a Cal Ripken Jr. autograph his rookie year at the original, original ballpark. That's awesome. That is so so cool. I can remember getting Pete Incavilla's autograph, which I don't have anymore, when he used to go to the Olive Gardens around the Metroplex really? and sign autographs. Like I don't I'm sure Olive Garden paid him to do it, but sure. uh my it wasn't my dad. It was like one of my friends was like, Hey, uh my parents are taking us to the Olive Garden and Pete Incavilla is gonna be there to sign autographs. So I can remember that one. And then I do have a Mickey Mantle autograph baseball to me. Now, what? my dad got that for me because he got to be friends with Mickey Mantle through the years because one of my dad's managers in Texas was Billy Martin. Billy Martin and Mickey Mantle were best of friends or at least really good friends. And so later in Mickey Mantle's uh, life, after he was done and living here in the Dallas area, uh, my dad uh, got Mickey Mantle to autograph a baseball to me. But I didn't get to meet Mickey Mantle, but I do have an autographed baseball from Mickey Mantle to me. That is actually super cool. From the 903, Michael Irvin, I was 16. My uncle got sideline passes to training camp when it was around Austin. And I also got Jerry's autograph, but I was most excited about Michael Irvin's. This is a name I haven't thought about in years. From the 561, back in the 90s, they had a skating with the stars at Reunion Arena, and I was skating around with Arturs Urbe. Is one of my cherished, most cherished moments. That's an old goaltender, and I had actually forgotten that he had played on the stars, so that is a fantastic shout-out right there. From the 214, my dad was a valet driver for the Dallas Country Club back in the day, and he got autographs of Roger Staubach, Troy Aikman, George W. Bush on their valet tickets. That is incredible. And then from the 817, Ed Tutal Jones, randomly at Six Flags once when I was like nine years old. And that's the thing that would trip me out is like, Ed Tutal Jones was at Six Flags. Man, what ride did he yeah, ride? What, what that mini mine train? There's no way his knees are fitting on that thing. Even at six foot two, my knees get beat up on that with my kids. So I'm like, what roller? Even I'm trying to think. The Texas Giant yeah. at six foot two is a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, the Titans a little bit uncomfortable at six foot two. There's no way. Like, what ride did he ride? 
from the I didn't, or maybe he was just there as like a you know an emissary for Six Flags. I'm really not sure. From the 806, I saw Michael Finley while traveling for business in Minneapolis. Got him to sign a birthday card for my son. He was super nice, and my son loved it. That would be crazy. Yeah. Like, hey, here's your birthday card signed by Michael Finley. And you're like, wow, that, thank you for that. I have a picture that I just remembered that is like in like a photograph thing where I wanted to get autographs of different people. I think I still have a picture of Michael Finley, Steve Nash, and Dirk Nowitzki, which none of them have autographed. But I always thought back in like, let's just say 2000 or 2001, probably 2001 when I got that picture, I was like, I want all three guys. I want to meet yeah. these three guys and get all three of these guys to autograph it. Yeah, no, a- absolutely. I'm over so far. Yeah, well, okay. well, like I didn't want to I didn't want to dissuade you from continuing to go for it. Now, this is the point that you were talking about about things going beyond monetary value. I got Fernando Valenzuela and Tony Gwynn on the same baseball when they played together for the Padres down in Houston. Wow. No idea what the value of the ball is financially, but it's still awesome to me. And I think like two hundred to three hundred dollars. Yeah, but but I think the point is like Like if you're trying, if you're asking us, that would be my guess is that somebody might give you two hundred to three hundred dollars max for that ball. But I got the sense from that text is they're not selling. Right. Like I don't think there's a price that Brandon would sell his Dirk autographed baseball for right now. Is I just think he wouldn't because he loves it too much. What if somebody gave him ten thousand dollars? Well, then I might step in and be like, "Look, we'll figure out ways to recreate amazing moments from childhood." But no, I I definitely want to go to UT. Yeah, I definitely understand your point. I don't want to pay for that school, but I'll tell you what, this ball will. And one of the former KNC masterpiece people, Marty Turco is going to, who frequently helps out with Peace-a-thon and, awesome. and has been a guest on Peace-a-thon. He'll be at the Dallas Card Show, too. So we're just saying, like, if you're interested, lots of autograph stuff happening there, and I'm probably going to try to hit him up for some more stuff for Peace-a-thon because he's always been super generous, and you, he's been on our show tons of times. You know what? I'm a, I was a huge Dallas Cowboy fan. I'm still a Dallas Cowboy fan, but just in a I different way. I think you're just waiting for it to reemerge. When okay. you make that run, it's going to reemerge like a phoenix. Back in the day, I have all three of the Wheaties boxes that the Dallas Cowboys, when they win the Super oh, Bowl, yeah, yeah. they used to make a Wheaties box. And 27, 28, those Wheaties yeah. boxes, I believe, were made in Buffalo, New York. So when I was oh. in Buffalo, I have them where they have never been folded or anything. They're just really laid out and never have been folded where I think other people might have that Wheaties box. And hopefully maybe you carefully opened it and took out the Wheaties, <laughs> because if those yeah. Wheaties are 30 years old, I don't know gross, right? if that's like, yeah, I don't know about that box. At that I have point. always been curious about the resale of Wheaties boxes as well. I don't know the answer to that. I think Kenny Gant might be one of the players on those boxes. I actually have. Daryl Johnston autographed one of those for me because he's one of like the five players. Obviously, Emmett and Troy are on all, all of them. And I think Michael Irvin's on all of them too. I have Michael Irvin who autographed one of them. And I also have Daryl Johnston who autographed one of them. But they're different ones because they weren't on the same box. I want to say Kenny Gant might have made one of those boxes because he was dancing in the shark. I need to check that out today. He's going to be there. I might take <laughs> yeah, that box I got and be it. like, I don't know how you made this box. I love you, Kenny. And I know you're a special teams wizard. Really, you are a special team shark. That's but right. I'm like, maybe I should get Kenny Gant. If he's on yeah. that, I'm going to get him to autograph that. I absolutely think you should. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan.
We got Mike likes it. Give me just one second, though, as long yeah, as we're talking. Time. I don't have, I might not have 15 minutes worth of content. Okay, well, that is not a good way to tease <laughs> that segment, Mike. Thanks a lot for that. Oh, my gosh. Is I wanted to let you know, in case you missed it, is coming up December 11th, 2022. That's this year, of course. Right. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I said that last part. I'm still rattled by you, like, tanking today, the rest of this segment. Today, 2022? For, for December 11th, it's the sixth annual Swinging for a Cause, all right, for the Sandlot charity okay, yeah, awesome. that Jared Sandler does. And Jared Sandler's another person who's been super generous with Peace-a-thon, and he has a lot of giving in his heart as well. Is Remember, his original musical guest was going to be Coolio. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, of course, Coolio passed away. And so he has announced, in case you missed it yesterday, Bowling for Soup is going to be the replacement band. And if you want to go to 1053thefan.com slash Sandlot, you can buy tickets for the event at the Top Golf. And it's going to be a concert with Bowling for Soup. Plus, we're going to be out there for Top Golf. There's going to be live auctions. That's where I got my autograph Undertaker hat last year. It's a great event. And as we've established, it happens in 2022. So December 11th. But yeah, if you're interested, you love Bowling for Soup, 1053thefan.com slash Sandlot. Go check that out. We will be out there for that event as well. All right, Mike. I believe in you that you can I make have this three happen. topics, and I'm pretty sure we're going to hit all three of them, and we'll get to the break, and we won't be like, oh, no, there's still three minutes left. Okay, because otherwise you can buy a bat from Ty Cobb from his rookie year if you're interested. That's pretty cool. You okay. can't afford it. Now, take away either your love or your hate okay. of politics and the politicians that you love or hate okay. for just a second. Okay. And I'm asking really the whole audience. Yeah. I know that you don't love or hate uh, President Joe Biden. Right. He did bring up something that I do like. Okay. okay. From a non-political standpoint, non-political I, I, standpoint. I get it. I get it. He is, I can't, I'm trying to find the tweet. I believe it is today at some point, but he says, hey, these ticket fees that these ticket places are charging, whether it's Ticketmaster, whether it's Vivid, whether it's, there's a whole bunch of them, but I'm just bringing up those two are ones that I've used before. By the way, secondary markets can be really shady because the automatic default is the tickets without the fees. And you have to actually like go click on the thing to say show price with fees. And I'm like, well, why the hell would I not want to know what the price is yeah. with the fees? So he did tweet out, I believe today about this. And he said he is working to lower these because we you brought up the Georgia Tennessee game and yeah. you said it's $650 yep. just to get in. But that's before the fees. I yeah. guarantee you, because when I went to uh, the game five and game six tonight is game five of the yeah. World Series. Uh, Saturday is game six of the World Series, and there's a possible game seven yes. on Sunday night. It's six hundred dollars for game six in Houston. It's seven hundred dollars tonight for game five in Philadelphia. That's before the fees. Yeah, add another hundred bucks to that because that's what Ticketmaster or that's what all those other places are going to charge you because they're taking money out of the seller's pocket and they're taking money out of the buyer's pocket to get a whole bunch of money, at least ten, if not twenty percent of the fee. And he is saying he is going to try. I don't know how he's going to do it. I'm sure it obviously has to go through Congress and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But he's saying, look, this is silly how much money these these apps are making off of you purchasing these tickets, whether they're concert tickets, whether they're sporting event tickets. And so, look, 
whether you love or hate the guy, he is our president. And I do think this is something that we can all agree on, whether you're a Democrat, whether you're a Republican, whether you hate them all or love them all, is like, this makes no sense how much money they're they're charging for you to purchase a ticket on the secondary market. Dude, I'm I'm with you, and obviously the more expensive the ticket is, the more the fees go up. Right. I remember not this past WrestleMania, but I WrestleMania I believe it was 32 that was here in Arlington. Is I almost rethought going to the show because I had tickets for me and the kiddo and we were going to go and then I was like all right I'm willing to spend a good amount and then the fees came in and then I honestly like in that moment rethought I was like this is ridiculous and sometimes if you get the cheaper tickets like the $20 tickets and stuff those fees almost approach the price of the tickets at times and they're like oh yeah plus there's a convenience fee and I was like for who for you yeah or for me and it's, I, I'm with you. It is absolutely absurd. Yeah. So hopefully, that's a nonpartisan issue. Ho- I feel like everyone's yes. like, hopefully, F, President yeah. Biden can. I understand that that those apps have to make money. I yes. understand that, and I understand they have to charge some, but it's out of hand. Yeah. Because if you want to buy that, I don't want to click on it. But I've been looking at going to. I'm going to be in December, the start of December. I want to take my family to New York. We already have the hotel and we already have the plane tickets. We're going to New York December 1st through the 5th. Who would have ever known that the Dallas Mavericks are in New York and I can go take my boys to Madison Square Garden to see the Mavericks take on the Knicks? Yeah. The cheapest ticket in the upper deck right now is $109. Once I click on the fees, those tickets are going to be $140 a ticket. Yeah. That's not right. Yeah. I, I understand you need to make some money. You don't need to make $30 per ticket off of me, Ticketmaster slash whatever other app. And I, think, I know I'm picking on Ticketmaster. It's not just them. They all do it. Yes. No, absolutely. They all do it. I, I think this is something that, and there was even a joke uh, about Ticketmaster like years ago. Uh, that the Simpsons made that like attacked this exact same thing. And yet here we still are. Okay. That's topic number one, dude. I only have six minutes left. I'm already running out of time. By the way, as we transition to a new topic from the 972 back in 96, my wife was modeling clothes at a charity event in Los Angeles. Muhammad Ali was there and I got an autograph and my wife has a really cool picture with him that we have to this day. Very cool. The women of Philadelphia last night. (laughs) Oh no. The Philadelphia Phillies get no hit. It's Uh tied at two. Tonight, last game in Philadelphia. I'm not rooting. People keep asking me this. I'm not rooting for Philadelphia. I'm not rooting for Houston. I was part of the Phillies organization in 05. I was there, went to big league camp, didn't make the team, went to Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, and played the whole time for the Red Barons. Didn't go back to the major leagues. Didn't make the major leagues that year. That doesn't really feel like a connection to the Phillies for me. I don't have any connection to the Astros. Uh... I chose the Rangers over the Astros. If it makes you feel better, Ranger fans, the Astros and the Royals offered me very good deals. And so did the Rangers. The Rangers were not the best deal. The Astros were the worst deal financially, but could have been maybe a better deal for making the majors. But I really wanted to be a Texas Ranger. So chose the Rangers over the Astros and the Royals. You still feel good in retrospect. You feel good about that, right? 100%. I don't know in a weird way. I don't know if I get these jobs, if I'm just a former major leaguer. But okay, because yeah, I'm a former yeah. Ranger, I think it does help All out right. at Fox Sports slash now Bally's I see that I saying. was a former Ranger. Even for a very short amount of time, being a former Ranger rather than a former major leaguer, yeah. I know helps. I know that I'm a local kid, yeah. but no, um, I get it. But I do think that helps. Well, the women of Philadelphia are 
fighting each other. Philadelphians are fighting oh, each other no. in the bathrooms. It does look like an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> it's like, dude, I yeah. sometimes we get the testosterone and the man and the drunkenness and like they're going to fight. But it's these videos of women in Philadelphia at the game in their Mike Schmidt jersey or whatever, <laughs> like just uh-huh. trying to beat the living uh-huh. crap out of each other. And I know that there's been videos of women in the bathrooms at AT&T Stadium that are Cowboy fans doing it too. So I don't want to totally leave out our women of Dallas-Fort Worth that are trying to kick each other, you know. And I, it just seems disgusting to do it in a bathroom. Do it somewhere else. Like there's... Maybe there's not urine on the floor in the women's bathroom, but there is at the in the men's bathroom. I'm going to tell you, we spray, and I don't think <laughs> oh women God. do, uh, <laughs> but still, what is your happening? feet are on the ground, uh-huh. and maybe by accident when you're peeing, maybe when you sit down to pee, maybe nothing sprays, but I don't know. It's just disgusting to fall I'm on the ground sure, in the Mike. bathroom. Maybe it's nice to fall on the ground in a woman's bathroom, but... There's these women. Probably not, right? Like, there's probably not scenarios in which it's nice to fall on the ground. Yeah. So I just don't. Philadelphians just seem to be different because there's multiple fights happening. It's not just one fight, there's multiple fights in Philadelphia. And now it's with the women. There is something about competitive athletic environments that brings out the worst in people. I have never in my life been to an MMA fight. That at an MMA event that didn't have a fight in the stands. Okay. Like, there's just something about those environments. I brought up Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That it seems yes. like an episode of all. I am a big fan of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. There are episodes that make me cringe. There are episodes that, when I go back, aren't as funny as I thought they were back when I watched them when they sure. came out. I think obviously comedy changes. Yes. Back then, that was really funny. Now it might be. Ooh, I don't really want... You ain't going to see some of these episodes in syndication. Right. And I'm like, ooh, that was over-the-top racist right there. And back 15 years ago, pretty funny. Now, in context of 2022, you're like, I guess that was funny in 2005, not as funny in 2022. And I think, obviously, comedians will say, yeah, hey, we're, we're, we're making comedy for the moment. And you might look back 10 years from now and go, that's not funny anymore. And you're like, but it was in 2012 or it was in 2005. But at the World Series, they have one of the cameramen the other day was Green Man. I saw that. And he was wearing a hat and he was wearing shoes. So he can't totally, like if you're like, oh, they're just trying to eliminate that person from the moment. Right. I'm like, are they? Or is he doing an Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Because Charlie was Green Man and would dance at, you know, the World Series. or I'm going to wear my Green Man costume to the World Series. And I'm like... Is it because it's Halloween and because it's Philadelphia that that guy is doing a bit? Or is he a Philadelphian at heart and so he wanted to do Green Man in Philadelphia for Always Sunny? I'm like, I'm trying to figure out where this cameraman is in Houston. There's no way it's a Green Man in in Houston, right? I mean, I would think no. Do they have to be Green Man? I was hoping you were going to come to the table with further investigations about Green Man. I thought you were going to have the answer for me. I think. I don't know. I think it's an um, homage. Is that the right word? Yes. To Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Because Rob McElhaney, who also owns Wrexham, he is on the show Always Sunny. He caught the first pitch the other day from, they had two first pitches. It was Chase Utley and Jimmy Rollins throughout the first pitch. And Rob McElhaney was one of the guys who caught it, who's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And maybe you know him better now for owning 
uh, Wrexham. Or being on Mythic Quest, which is awesome. Okay, I don't know that. So you should that watch that show. It's great. Must be awesome. But anyways, Green Man is um, one of the guys running the camera on the field, and I didn't know if – I'm pretty sure that's just a always sunny in Philly deal, and that's not what they have to dress up as when they are doing World Series games. Okay. Now, I think And you're... I didn't even get to. We're out of time. I had plenty of time. I just worried that I only had three topics. I didn't even get to Joshua Primo, who is getting sued – by their team psychologist is the person he was showing his private parts to. And okay. she's also suing the San Antonio Spurs. We will we'll investigate that a little bit more in Forgiveness Friday tomorrow. How about that? Because I don't know if he deserves that forgiveness. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, in the year of running the football, did the Cowboys have one of the best, maybe even the best, Running back duo in the NFL, 877-881-1053. You want to get involved in the conversation? We'll do it next right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.